Welcome back to the PG D&D Podcast. Welcome back to the PG D&D Podcast. And welcome back to PG D&D, everybody. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Jefferson Beatty, joined by... Uh, I'm Zane. I play Theseus. I'm Matt. I play Adelphus the Great. Tyson. I play Alondros. <clears throat> Sorry, I Connor's was joking. False <laughs> uh, start on that one. Vedius. I am a rogue. Shay will join us a little later. And she plays Fawasa, a Triton Paladin. Last time, you made your way from Satessa to Melitus. You gain the help of an old sailor by the name of Jethro, who seemed to be beyond memory and too geriatric to really know what's going on, but instead consulted with some of his grandchildren and made voyage on your way to Satessa. On your voyage at night, many different things happened to many different people. Vidius saw a sign that brought up some memories from his past. Theseus trained a little more the cute Displacer Beast Kitten, Orpheus, while Adelphos made some more friends and broadened his circle. Upon arriving in Melitus, you helped unload the ship as part of payment for travel, and Alondros saw across the docks (laughs) some gambling happening. Losing a savings throw, he couldn't help himself and went over. After losing nearly 100 gold, Velasa noticed him leaving and, and went and stopped it before it got too far. But before he left, he played one last role to see if he could win back all he lost, which he did. After that, you gathered your troop together and made your way to Alondros's house where you discovered that his father has just recently passed away. And that's where we left off. So Alondros, your mother runs to you and throws her arms around you. This little, short, stouter, satyr woman with gray on the edges of her curly hair is weeping. So we know we know that my dad's dead. I know that your dad's passed away. So the first thing that she said when you walked in, she's like, I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you're here. Oh, I thought you died. I thought you died. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she said, your father, he's dead. And that's where we ended. She's in your arms, crying and hugging you tight. I'm obviously gonna hug her back, and then what? What, what happened? What? Oh, 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 who? Who are these? Who are these people? She says, pushing past the tears and looking at your traveling companions. These, these are my friends. We've. It's it's a long story, but. We'll get to that later. Oh, well, thank you all. Thank you all. You see, she begins hugging and embracing each one of you. And she is still crying and is saying, Thank you for bringing my Laundros home to me. Thank you. Oh, oh, he was out in the wide world all alone. He's never done that before. Oh, I was so scared. I was so scared. Things like that. And then once she finishes greeting and, and thanking you all, she invites you to come in and to sit down in the common area where they can discuss what happened. And as you guys go into what is a deceivingly large house, you go to a, a common area that is a few steps lower than all around it with great marble pillars surrounding it in a circle. And in that common area, there are lounging chairs and beautiful foliage um, that is, of course, in well-decorated pots and plants. And as you go in and sit down, your mother calls for a servant and you see a human woman come in in, in simple toga, and she says, Tris, Tris, look, it's Alondros, he's home. And this, Alondros is new to you. You did not grow up having a servant in the house. 
And you see Triss goes up to you. She's a younger, very beautiful woman. She says, welcome home. I've heard a lot about you. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. I haven't heard much about you. I apologize, but thank you for taking care of my family as I was away. Absolutely. And then you see your mother goes, oh, Triss, stop it, please. Well, go get us some things to eat. We've got a lot to talk about. Triss leaves, and you all sit down in this lounge area, and you see your mother still trying to hold back tears. If, if only you had been here just a week earlier, you, you would have seen him before he went. What? Tell, tell me, what, what happened? I'm not sure. He left to go on his walks. You know how he likes his walks. To think and contemplate of, of the universe and the gods. And he didn't come back. And by morning, I, I was worried. And then had called for the city guard. And they told me that they had found a, a, a well-to-do satyr dead in an alley on the east end of, of the city, which you know Alondros as sort of the seedier area. And this is actually where the lion's den is located, mm. is on the east end of town. And she says, they, they think uh, he, he might have been <clears throat> mugged, but we're not, we're not certain. What, what was he doing on the east side of town? He, he rarely goes there. I have no idea. He told me he was walking to the university. Which, would the university be more in the center of town? It would be almost north. I'm trying to think. Well, it's sort of where the temple district was, where the big house is on top of the hill. Not the big house, the big temple is on top of the hill. Mm -hmm. That's where the university is. Okay. Which is, I don't want to say it's close to your house because it's not necessarily close, but it, that is much closer to your house than, than the east. Than the east. Yeah, than the east end. Okay. And the east end is is sort of sandwiched in between the bay and the hills on the far corner. And that's a place of ill repute. A lot of sailors that have been gone for a very long time go there to enjoy themselves. And it's known as a harsher, sketchier part of town. Okay. East side? East end, yeah. Are, are you sure that, that the body was his? You see she bursts into tears again. And after several minutes of crying, she says, yeah, yes, yes. Well, they, they had me identify him. He was badly beaten, but I know your father. And it was him. There, there, there must be something that we, we could, could do to, to, to help him. Help him? He's, he's already gone. I mean, him. Maybe. May I intervene? Perhaps we need to find out as much information as we can. What, what did the gods tell you? Where exactly beyond just the east end? If they saw any footprints or anything, we could make use of that. We could try and figure out who or what caused this. The guards didn't tell me exactly where. They just, they just took me. They just took me uh, to. One of their barracks, I identified the body there. I, I would like to see to see him for myself before I... He's, he's already been entombed, but I suppose you can, you could go and pay your respects. Yes, I, I would like that. You would know that just outside the city itself, sort of in the foothills, there are catacombs, almost like a smaller city in and of itself, built for the burial of the dead, and it is primarily for the wealthy. In Theros culture, most people burn their dead, depending on where they're at, but in large cities like Miletus, same in Akros, you'd know Theseus, wealthier families would have a mausoleum of some sort, where they would entomb their family members. Well, I think that we should go and visit this. I, I would like to see before I decide for myself what to feel at this point. Yes. A wise, a wise answer. It looks like your philosophy training has trained you well and your time spent abroad has wisened you up. Oh, and she just keeps crying. What was your name? I am Ephria. 
It's a pleasure to meet you. Ephraim Brell, she says. But certainly you must, you must stay the night. It's, it's getting late. You don't want to go out of, out of the city after dark. It could be dangerous. Please. And she, she comes and she sits by you and takes your hand, Alondros, and she says, Please, for my sake, the house has felt so empty without your father. Stay. Stay the night. And, and your friends as well. Please, stay. I suppose that we, we can stay the night. I'm okay with that. Very Much obliged. Do you yeah. have your, your disguise self on? Yeah, I still would have. Okay. She goes wonderful. And by this point, Triss has, has come back with a plate of fruit and cheeses, along with some uh, some wine pitchers for you guys. Finally being home with your mother, Alondros. Yeah. Sorry for the lack of manners. These are my friends. This is Vidius, and I go through and introduce them one by one. And we've come together through various means of encounters, and you see she pats the tears from under her eyes and actually shows a smile and says, yes, I, I heard your heroes. The armies came back praising your names, saying that it was, it was you who essentially conquered the city. Yes, that is true. I first thought you would be home with them, but in your few weeks returning back, you've received many accolades and, and gifts from admirers. We, we've put those things in your room, hoping you would return. This will Is it well known you. that you live here? We, we tried to keep quiet for the most part, but it was difficult with the position of my parents. So the location of our, our home is widely known if you talk to the people who are of a certain standard. Yeah. I'm gonna lean over to Theseus out of earshot and say, do you think he has a race wagon bed? A, chair, a, race a chariot, chariot bed, like, like a Lightning McQueen, yeah. like bed. <laughs> since since your your father has passed, I've I can't bear myself to to change our room. I've been sleeping in the guest bedroom. That's fine. We can go through father's things when we when we learn more about his passing. So, Alan, how are you? I mean, you, I feel like you're kind of nonchalant about this whole thing. And I kind of, in more hushed tones, kind of lean over and I say, well, to be honest, I'm still quite not sure if he's really gone. And what makes you think that? I don't know. It just seems illogical for him to just be gone like that. Yes. So maybe it'll turn out. Yes, I, I have my, my hopes. Oh, so wh what have have you been up to? We took the gate. Of course, we met a pretty stingy man from another regiment. What else did we do next? We headed off to sea. Well, we headed on the sea to see if we could kill a monster in a neighboring city. Alondros was, had to take a leap of absence our group for a little bit, but... Oh, why was that? Where were you? Well, what? honestly, <laughs> partying in the school of ale. Her eyes go wide. I know. And she says, you were in the school of ale? Not by his will. You were taken by the cult of horns? We rescued him just in time. I kind of give like a, a side eye to Adelphos. Yes, mother, but as you can see, I'm fine. I escaped with the help of my new friends. We watch out for each other and keep each other safe. There's no need to worry. Well, good thing you're home because you're going to stay here from now on. After what happened to your father, we need you here in the house with me to protect our family and you will go back to school. You had your fun out in the world. You had your little war and news of the Skull of Vale. You know what they do up there. You know. He does now. Those satyrs. <laughs> and she looks at you. She says, I don't appreciate that. And you can tell she gets very disgusted in her tone. And she says, the thought that satyrs who live more free than us, looking down on us for being sophisticated and pulling ourselves up from poverty. And of course now, Kidnapping you to try and make you join their little gang. I'm surprised you're not dead, Alondros. 
You can tell she's a little angry. She's a little stern and upset. But it's good that you're here. Now now you can stay. If it makes you feel any better, we did save an entire city. It doesn't. My husband's dead and my, my son nearly died. Well, this conversation went south very quickly. You know what? It did. It did. Well, um, I do believe that we haven't touched the refreshments yet. Maybe we would feel better on, on full stomachs and with a little bit of that wine there. You see, she gets up. She says, I'm not hungry. I shall be in my room. It's late. Is it late? No, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like four or five in the afternoon. And you would know, Landros, that this is typical of your mother based okay. on what she's gone through in her life to get here. Okay. <laughs> and you see she gets up and she politely excuses herself. She walks up to you and gives you a hug, brushes her hands through your, your curly hair, and puts her, her hand on your face and looks, looks up at you. She says, I dare say you may have even grown an inch or two while you were gone. It's good that you're home. Well, it's good to be back. You go rest. I will talk with you later. She says, do CR. And she looks around. Guests are appropriately treated. And then she walks away. As she is leaving, I am going to stop real quick, say, Fria, for what it's worth, your son is the glue that holds this broken part together. He's the reason that we are heroes. Roll persuasion check. With advantage. Yes. I feel bad. I'll help you out. <laughs> persuasion 22. Okay. She rolled well, but not well enough. Yes. And you see her look softens a little bit. She looks at Alondros and back at you and kind of leans in loud enough that he can obviously hear, but in a way that appears she's trying to make it that he can't. Says, his father and I always knew he was a special one. And she walks away. When she's gone, I, I'm going to turn to the and everyone and say, I, I apologize for her harsh protectiveness. She, she can be that way sometimes. Uh, it's very understandable. A lot of emotions, I'm sure. You lose somebody so close to you and you don't even know why. It's better to have somebody protected than to let them go. I hope this isn't too forward or harsh. Do you think that if this was your father or is your father, do you think that that is any way tied to this lion's den? Or possibly even your, your debt? Maybe some sharks came out to collect. I suppose that it could have something to do with my gambling debt, but again, that Hypothetical, if it's even your father. And, yeah, but yes, not, yes. Not, not to lay blame. We all have our vices, you know what I mean. And if it is your father, do you think it was the lion's den? We still aren't sure if it if it was my father. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it could have been me. It could have been that. But I mean, who who's who's to say what actually happened? We won't know till we find out. Just food for thought. Yes, that's interesting. Thought. You continue talking and, and speculating until the light outside grows dimmer and dimmer to eventual darkness. You see Triss goes around the house, lighting various lanterns and torches to illuminate the house. And Alondros, you're not quite sure, but it does feel emptier. And you're not sure if the emptiness is the house itself or what you feel inside. There are several guest bedrooms that you can stay in. There is one that where the, uh, the door is obviously shut and locked where your mother is staying. And then of course there is your father's bedroom. You can do what you want. You all can go right to sleep. We can go to the next day or you can. I want to, I want to wait till really late at night. How far is this from my, we call it? Your cache? Sure. <laughs> your place? Yeah. The place that you would return to, not the other place that you would never return to? Yeah. Okay. It's a ways. It would be pushing it for you to make it there and back in a night. Oh. And the reason for that is, is it has to be in a place remote enough that nobody yeah. would just stumble upon it. But yeah. close enough that if you needed to make a quick escape, you could. I'm not saying you can't. I'm going to do it. Okay. Are you going to wait until everyone's asleep? 
I think so. Okay. I think I would at least wait as long as I could, but I wouldn't wait long enough that I won't be back before the sun comes up. Gotcha. I will come back to you, Vedius. Okay. All right. Yes. I would like to go up to Londros and say, I don't know if this, if this is the best time, but better sooner than never. Will you teach me how to read and write? Could we maybe put that out for, for another day or so? I, I have some things that I need to sort out. Okay. That's fine with me. I'm actually going to go just to my room. Okay. And I'm just going to start looking through things and just kind of think. And I don't expect that Alondros gets much sleep tonight. Just kind of thinking about things. So you go up. There is a second level to this house. All the rooms are sort of on balconies overlooking the common area. So it's a very open floor plan. You walk past the guest bedrooms, past your parents' bedroom, into your own room. And as you enter, you see that there is indeed tons of stuff in there. You see that there are various flowers and like laurels of victory that are in different stages of withering and decay. There are some that you can see pushed kind of in the back that are completely dead, been dead for a while. There are some fresh ones and then all the ranging in between as if people have been honoring you this entire time. And you see with that various scrolls and different things sort of just there as congratulations. You see that there are some honorary swords, and I'm gonna say honorary swords because they're not like real weapons, you know? Mm -hmm. They're like super decorative ones that you would put on your wall. Yeah. That, you know, more sort of a, a show of, of honors and gratitude rather than a, yeah. hey, you want a city, have a sword, you know? Yeah. And they're um, probably not even worth a whole ton. It's correct. more the thought behind it. Correct. Than, yeah. Correct. And as you sort of glance at this, you know some of the families that these might have come through because of your parents' connections and things like that. But if you would like, you can do an investigation check to sort of do a better job at discovering who comes from what. Yeah. Or I, what comes from who, sorry. I would love to do that. Ooh, that would be a 22. Yeah, so as you sit on the edge of your bed and sort of go through all these things, you're opening up the scrolls and you are reading some of these notes. Most of them are congrats. Most of them are, and not in a condescending way, but like didn't think, you know, you, you had it in you. Didn't think you had the medal. Yeah. Wow, you really showed the city what the Braille family can accomplish. We thought you were just a philosopher, but it's pro, you know, now you're a proven poet of, of sagas. Even some commissions, come write a poem or ballad for me and my family or, you know. But something catches your eye. There is an open letter, one that is open before you got to it. I would like to look at that. Okay. <laughs> you see that this scroll has a broken seal on it. The seal is of black wax and roll another investigation check. Unless you have the cantrip mending. I don't, I almost took it. Okay. I literally almost took it. <laughs> no, I took prestidigitations. Darn it. That's okay. Presentation is still good. 19. Okay. Before you open it, the scroll is rolled up such that the broken seal is kind of near the two different pieces. And though it is broken, you kind of fit it together and you recognize the symbol. It is the symbol of the lion's den, which is a sleeping lion beneath a palm tree. And you would recognize this because this is the same symbol that they have on all of their, they have on all of their poker chips and they sort of use as their emblem of, of recognition. Inside reads, Alondros, congratulations on the great victory. Hopefully this means you will come back with what you owe. If not, we may have to find you. And if that doesn't turn out, well, I think you can figure the rest out. Your friend always, Linus. As I read this, I just kind of like slump back against the wall as it actually hits me that my father's dead and it probably was my fault that he's, he's dead and I just kind of let that overcome me and begin to, to weep. You might have some temporary madness. First, I want you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Good thing I have a plus zero in wisdom saves. <laughs> oh boy, that's a two. Yeah. <laughs> you fell it big time. Equally as helpful that's as your save modifier. <laughs> No, this is fun. I, I, okay. I was hoping to fail it. So. <laughs> Roll me a d10. This is going to determine. You failed it pretty bad. I'm not going to make you mad for days or weeks. Mm -hmm. Three. Three hours. So for the next three hours, now roll a d100. 92. 92. It's either really good it's either, or yep. bad. <laughs> you are so overcome with grief that you fall unconscious. 
Wow. Wow. You, you just, you lose all capacity to, to just stay even function. present yeah. and even function. And you just collapse. Wow. You don't weep. You just crumple and remain there for the next three hours. Adelphos and Theseus, do you guys do anything? Or do you just go to your rooms? I just go to my room. Okay. I go to Theseus's room and kind of like lean in the doorway and ask him. So you go to the, you go to his room. His door's closed. So knock. Yep, you knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> can I come in? Can I come in? Uh, sh- sure. I open the door. Can you tell me about Proteus? Why? I don't know. I found I find this intriguing. I believe I'm using that word right. I grew up on cultured. So it's a new word. That's okay. I understand. Well, I guess that depends what you want to know. I guess what was it like growing up with him? Perhaps your curiosity has grown too far. Understand? Must have. I can say or assume is that he must have had high expectations of you. That I can agree with you with. Oh, growing up in gladiatorial games, I dealt with the same thing, although you don't meet the standards, you get whipped, but it's difficult. I assume being a parent like him would be difficult. I can't imagine what it would be like, but the way you have said it, if my father acted like he has, if I ever knew him. I'm sure under his mean layer there is a nicer side, well, a forgiving side. And then I get up and leave the room. Do you say anything before he leaves? Just let him go. I just let him go. Okay. Matt, you get an inspiration. Theseus, Adelphos leaves, and you're left in the room alone. Mm-hmm. What's going through your head? I wasn't expecting to, to, to connect in any sort of way until he said about how, you know, if his standards weren't met, he was whipped. But it was, I, I actually resonated very strongly with, with what he had said. It kind of really st- stirred me up. Really stirred up a lot of emotions and brought back the things that, that Proteus would, would do and say to me as, as I grew up being trained for the games. And I would be just stewing an emotion and anger. And knowing that, that he's in this city sets me on edge. And my wheels start to turn, and I start to think of praying to Mojus. Okay. I don't know why. Just, but okay. just that, you know, like that uh, sense of there's nothing for you to grab, and Theseus is trying to grab onto something. Okay. How do you pray? Well, considering I don't know how much. Honestly, I don't know how much I would know about Mojus, considering I grew up in a city where... Uh, I mean, it was... Uh, he was the uh, enemy. He, he was, yeah, he was the enemy. I wouldn't know anything about him, considering it was all... Everyone was all about Iroas, and... So I, I wouldn't really know how to pray to him, I don't think. Or would I? I have... A... Up, to, up to you to determine what... It's less about how... What, what, do, you, what do you say in this, in this prayer is... What do I say in it? Yeah, is more of what I'm okay. looking at. Okay. I would, I would pray to Mojus and say, Mojus, I am ready for my revenge. Roll a religion check. I got a one, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't roll a one. I got. Uh, I have a. I rolled a two, but I have a negative. You one. have a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid you could have gotten a zero. <laughs> roll, roll, roll again. Roll with advantage. Oh, that's funny. It's Not tonight. So it's meant to be. You, with anger, clench your fists and sort of exclaim, if not loudly verbally, at least loudly in your mind, that you were ready for your revenge. Because you think back and remember the oath that you took to Mojus after being defeated. You wait in the silence. And you wait a little longer and a little longer for a sign for anything that might come. And it's nothing. And upset, you doff your armor, climb into bed, put out the lights, hopefully wishing for it. If nothing else, at least some rest before tomorrow's ventures. Don't worry, we'll come back to you. Vidius, you go to your chamber and you wait. And you wait what you believe to be a couple hours. You hear muffled sounds of some people talking in the house, but that dies down pretty quickly. It's pretty silent. You think you may be able to hear some soft weeping, but you can assume that's from Alondros' mother. Yeah. 
or perhaps Alondros himself, you can't tell. Now, the layout of your bedroom is as such. You're on the second floor, and you do have a doorway that opens onto an exterior balcony. And that balcony sort of looks over the street of where you had entered. Okay. How far down is it? They have vaulted ceilings, because they're pretty well off. So it's actually, it's actually 20 or 30 feet to, to the ground. It's pretty high. This is a pretty tall building. And is there a railing? There is, yeah. It's of marble. It's more almost like a wall, if that makes sense. Yeah. Then I want to take my rope and I'll just loop it around and just like literally slide down it and then just pull it. You worry about getting back in. So you tie your rope. Do a survival check. Survival 20. 30, 20. 20. Yeah. So you have may have done this time or two in your uh, previous life. Probably. And you loop the rope as such that the tension of your weight is enough to keep it taut but once you give it some slack and shake it a little bit it will actually shake loose so you are able to retrieve your rope there's nothing hanging there now the trick will be getting out of the city which you know because though there's not a curfew per se guards are wary of people roaming about at night especially those trying to exit and enter the city again before I head out, just put my back up against Alondros' house and just say a prayer to Fenax and kind of try and cut a deal with him that probably just in my mind, not out loud, just be thinking, if you watch over me, allow me to safely retrieve the items that I wish. I will split the gold with you 50. Roll a religion check. 15. Again, there's not much for reply. Okay. That's but all right. this is not uncommon for you. Yep. I will take a deep breath and start heading out into the night, throw up my hood. What are you disguising yourself as? I want to kind of look like a like a homeless person, but not extremely down homeless person. Like somebody who's trying to get their life together. You are in the wealthier side of the city. Oh, okay. So that then, will call attention to you. I think I'll just look like a human mercenary then. Okay. Not overly armed. All right, that's fine. Are you trying to actively sneak? Or yes. Are you playing it more off of no. casually just walking? Definitely. Okay, roll me sneaking a cloak. And that's why it will take you most of the night to get there because yeah. you're going to be moving half speed sneaky. Yeah. Hood so up. roll me stealth check. Dirty 20. You are able to make it to the edge of the city without being detected. This is where it will get tricky. You have a couple options. You can bypass the city gate and try and go over the wall somewhere, or you can, well, first off, where? how are you trying to get out of the city? Are you trying to go through the city gate, over the city gate? Um, what I know- Potentially, you could leave through the water because you are Triton and you could swim. That would add some time to your travel though. Would I know of any particular connections that I would have with any of this specific posts or city guards? There, it's It's probably been so long that I wouldn't have. Those connections were not personal ones, it but ones related. that were okay. business related. How tall are the walls? They are taller than Neolantis because this is a larger city. They are. So they're probably 40 feet tall. Remember, he's really good at climbing walls. <laughs> <laughs> when they fought the displacer beasts. Yeah. I think going out, I'm not going to worry too much. Coming in, though... So I think going out, I'll just go through the front gate. Okay. Like, I think it just honestly go through the gate. So this will be more of, instead of a stealth trying to sneak through, this will be more of deception. Okay. So as you approach the city gate, you see that there are several guards there. There are a couple archers up above where the city gate is. The gate is closed because it is nighttime. Mm-hmm. And there are two guards on the ground, on, on the ground floor, right in front of the gate. And then a couple sort of just sitting at chairs, lounging around. And then do you approach? Yep. Stop. Who goes there? Uh, I'm just going to pick up a contract I have outside the city. I uh, was supposed to meet somebody here and go on a caravan journey with them. Caravan uh, to where? uh, Headed up to Akros up north. What sort of contract are you feeling? Uh, Sword for hire. I was supposed to meet them here, but just got a message about 20 minutes ago that they ran into some trouble. See, he narrows his eyes. Most messages stop running about night time, but...
suppose yeah. we could have got it magically. Magical ones don't hmm. really need physical form. Roll a deception check. 18. He narrows his eyes and says, Do you have any papers proving this story? Seeing as how I haven't even met them up with the group yet. No. The right. only thing I have is, and I kind of unsheathe my scimitar and just like gesture toward the mm. sword like, uh, goes, here's my contract. <laughs> All right. And he waves his arm and you see the gate begins to open just enough to let you through. It doesn't open up all the yep, way. Yep, that's fine. And as you walk through, he he sort of stops and he says, maybe next time think about leaving. Not in the dead of night. Dangerous place and people might be thinking you're up to no good. Yeah, well, hopefully next time they don't run into trouble and I have to go save them. Hmm. So don't I, I suppose know it. it's a matter of perspective, really. It just depends how you look at it. And you walk through and the gate shuts behind you. Once I get out of the city, I just want to disguise self like all black ninja mode. Okay. I don't want any... Yeah, I just want to be stealthy boy. All right. Welcome back, Theseus. As you toss and turn in your bed, trying to get some sleep, you are comforted, even a little bit, by the presence of Orpheus. He purrs at the foot of your bed and will occasionally come up and cuddle next to you, calming you. And as you drift off, you begin to dream. And in this dream, you are in the arena of Akros. That same arena that you lost many years ago. It's empty, but on the other side of the arena, you think you see something. Something is an object, a person? An object. An object. I mean, it's a large arena. Okay. I'll walk over to it. As you get closer, and you narrow your eyes, <clears throat> you begin to discern what it actually is. It's a sword. And you see the sword is stabbed into the ground. Its blade is a crimson red almost the color itself of blood. Its hilt and pommel a dark, almost obsidian black, and its handle wrapped in a silver wire. As you get closer and begin to reach out your hand to the sword, you are transported to a different place. This time, you are on a bridge. You recognize this bridge. It's called the Ferengax Bridge. It is one of the only ways to get to Minotaur lands from Akros. It's known to span a chasm that is so deep falls to the underworld itself. You're standing on this bridge alone, hand outstretched, and you see on the hills leading to Skophos, where the minotaurs lie, mm -hmm. a large figure, a minotaur wielding a massive two-handed axe. His breath itself seems to be hot steam that kills and curls the plants around it. He stands dozens of feet tall. You know this to be Modus. He says, my vengeance will be in my time. And then you wake up from your dream. Gosh dang it. So roll me a d6. D6? Mm, d4. d4. You didn't do well in your religion. It's fair. I thought he was going to wake up with the sword of cause. That'd be <laughs> <laughs> Level four, he's got the sword of cause. That is a one. You want piety. Alondros, are you interested in doing anything when you come out of consciousness? Or are you planning to just sleep until the morning? I would probably just honestly not sleep and just sit and just stare. Just not even feeling, just trying to even like comprehend everything. I mean. Only constitution saving throw. That's a four. You're not yeah. that guy. <laughs> so, unfortunately, you spend the night without sleep. You are exhausted the next morning. Yeah, figured. Let's go exhausted, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Always go with that exhaustion. Yeah. Okay, Vidius. Back to you. Okay. You have been traveling for several hours, darting between crag and crevice, until you finally make it to your prescribed spot. The landscape remains somewhat unchanged than what you were used to. Roll me a history check with advantage okay. to make sure, because you haven't been back here in, in a while. That's only a 10. So you hid this yourself. It's not that hard to find. Yeah. It takes you a little while, though. At first, you think it's under a certain rock and then after spending some time digging it isn't and then yeah. you check another one and same thing and then finally after 30 or 40 minutes sort of like looking in this very hidden area sort of between 
two hills, you, you finally found the, the rock that you buried mm-hmm. your cache under. And as you move the rock and dig down several inches, you hit top of a, a wooden container. Uh, that's a sigh of relief. And I'll go ahead and start trying to pull it out. Sweet. So you pull it out. It's heavy. You've spent some time collecting many trinkets and money, and it's probably a medium-sized chest that you pull from the earth and you open up. And there's all your stuff. Various jewels, pearls, but mostly coins. Mostly gold and silver and copper. You will not be able to take all of it. You do not have the bag of holding. Yeah, and I'm going to split it 50-50 anyways. So I'm only... I'm going to take 50% of it. Okay. 50% is still a lot. Even if I have to move pretty slow. You won't be encumbered, but you will basically roll stealth disadvantage because you're just carrying tons of sacks of coins. Yeah. Did we predetermine how much you had stashed? Okay. <laughs> 760 okay. gold worth of treasure in this. Sweet. And this has been, you know, stuff that this is your life savings. Yeah. You are a little bit older and you've been accumulating this over your life. So you're taking 380 of that. Okay. Also, it's precious gems and things like that, not just coins. Okay. Did you say 380? 380. Okay. Gold worth of jewels, precious things. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, I will just leave the other half and start making my way back. Do you bury it or just leave it out? I would bury it, okay. but I would yeah. specifically make sure I do a, a ritual to set it aside, fake Fenax. Okay, we're on a world religion check. 12. We bury it. You say a prayer of gratitude for making it out here and remembering where it was. And you commit it to Phoenix. Or me, a d4. Two. Okay, you get two piety. Sweet. Vidius, now roll me a pure luck check on getting back into the city. Okay. Come on, Betsy. What'd you roll? Five. Okay. You are able to make it back into the city. And you're able to make it back to Alondris' house. The sun is coming up. It is... Not in the sky yet, but it's close to be. Okay. Alondros has the bag holding, right? Yeah. I'm going to go knock on his door. Just very, very quiet. So, you enter his house. You go and you knock on his door softly. You awake. You just feel like mumbling. I go in. Kind of. And I'm just sitting, holding a letter with my back up against the wall on the floor. Didn't sleep much? I shake my head. Me either. Could I see that bag of holding for a moment? Went and picked up a old cache that I hid quite a while ago, and I just had some items to deposit. I pull it off my person, just kind of throw it at him. Without even, like, really looking at him, I just kind of say, it was all my fault. What makes you say that? It just, it, it was. It was, my, it, it was my fault, and I kind of hold out this letter towards him. I take it and I read it. My heart would just kind of sink into my stomach because being from the world I am from, I'm like putting two and two together. I got to his dad. I'm, I'm very sorry. Words don't, don't suffice. Thank you. I'm not one to sugarcoat things. This being what it is, in the situation that's taken place with your father. Unfortunately, we don't get to decide the consequences of our actions, but we can certainly choose how we move forward. Just know that I have your back. I kind of just nod my head. No matter what you want to do, moving forward. Okay. Thank you. Leave that out. Okay. Take the bag with you. You empty what you have. I get my receipt from the little ticket machine saying, you know, my ticket for three hundred and eighty gold yeah. deposit. Hey, and a we year created, you'll get... We created a system, okay? Yeah, sure. You deposit your coinage into the bag and then uh, leave. Please roll a Constitution saving throw. You have been up all night. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Four. <laughs> yeah, you are exhausted. Yep. Figures much. You all wake up as morning comes. As you begin to awake, 
to the sounds of the metropolis around you. You are met in the common area by Triss, who is preparing breakfast. And Philosa, you notice that Vidius looks very tired, and Alondros looks very tired. Worse for wares. Mm-hmm. But Theseus and uh, <laughs> Adelphos look pretty pretty rest- rested. I would go up to both of them. I'm assuming they're sitting by each other. Yeah, I mean everyone's kind of this common area is sort of a circular area, down a couple steps mm-hmm. in the ground, surrounded by pillars with furniture down inside, and everyone's just kind of sitting around lounging. Yeah, I'd go up to closer to Phidias and Alondros. Why do you guys look so horrible? Well, it was a very rough night. Um, what were you doing? Pacing back and forth, trying to fall asleep. Mm. Roll a deception check. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14. Okay. What's your passive insight? 13. So it's up to you. You can either try and detect if he's lying to you or not, or you can just take it at face value. Got to take it. So he's being truthful. Okay. Are you doing all right, Alondros? Not in particular. Well, we're definitely all here for you if you ever... Appreciate that. And then I will just go off and start eating. So as you guys eat breakfast, your mother eventually comes down and greets all of you. And she says, I apologize for the way I acted yesterday in our first meeting. It was not appropriate of a welcome to our home. Here in Malatus. That being said, you're welcome here as guests, so long as you need, as you remain companions with my son. As far as discussing whether or not he stays or goes, that can be done in a different matter. I think, son, that you need to take some time to make peace with this. I kind of wipe a tear and say, yes, I would I would like to see where he's buried. Your mother says, uh, I do not think if I could bear to go up there again, at least so soon. But Triss knows where it is and will lead you there. Yes. You wind through the streets of Malatus. You will leave out the main gate and head north as if you are heading to Akros. But not far away from the main gate, less than a mile maybe, there is another road that heads to the left, to the east. And you take it. And as it winds down, it winds down to a beautiful vista. Hills that drop down into a beautiful beach overlooking the ocean. And you see here, nestled in the canyons and on top of these hills, several mausoleums built mostly of white marble, some out of different colors of coral and others of different types of stone found around the area. And it is about the size of a, of a small town, but many of these tombs and catacombs stacked on top of one another with various stairs leading all around. Triss leads you down in, and as you guys walk through the maze of tombstones and pillared mausoleums, tombs with writing being written and and weathered away by the salty sea air, you come across a newly built, beautifully adorned mausoleum with the name written in common Braille over the doors. It has large iron doors with a similar design as the iron doors on Alondros' house, mainly that depicting of the city. And you see Triss hands you the key, Alondros. Well, based on the door design, I assume we're here. Could I have picked up a bouquet of flowers that was on somebody else's grave? Yeah, do you want to be sneaky about it? Yeah. Okay, roll a sleight of hand check with disadvantage because you're exhausted. 16. Okay, yeah, you're able to swipe some flowers without anybody noticing. You kind of fall behind and take some fresh ones. Yeah. So on the the mausoleum, there's a crest as well. Okay. That has a curved ram's horn. Okay. That's encircled with grapevines. Okay. So, Perfect. Which matches a ring that I have on my hand. Okay. Actually. Beautiful. And on that key is the same crest. The part that you hold. The is gripper. <laughs> yeah, the gripper. The gripper. Yeah. Not the um, actual key part. Yeah, not the actual key. On the key is embedded the same symbol. Well, I didn't expect to be here this early in life, but I suppose things happen as I put the key in and lock the door. I'll just kind of hold out the 
thing of flowers to it. I take them and I say, thank you. You're welcome. As the iron key turns the tumbler aloud, Kuchlunk is heard inside the door, and they creak open slowly. The sound of them hitting the marble walls echoes through the mausoleum. A stillness fills the air as you walk inside, and it is dark as there are no windows in here. It is about the size of a medium-sized room, 20 by 20 foot, 10 foot ceilings. You see carved into the marble walls different outcroppings where you can put bodies and sepulchers. And you see there is one laying in the middle of the tomb, which is tradition for those being buried here for the first year to be in the middle of the tomb for those who visit. A beautiful marble sarcophagus adorned with depictions of anywhere from the city of Melitus to the wilds near the forest of Setessa, where your father's family was from. I'm gonna walk up to the, the tomb and I'll put the flowers on top of them and just fall to my knees and start crying. Members of the group, as you wait respectfully outside the mausoleum and watches, Alondros goes in, you see this. We'll just give him a minute. As a few minutes pass, you collect yourself a little bit. I kind of stand up and just kind of wipe, wipe the tears away. And, and as I turn to the group, I just kind of walk out. I look at Vidius and I say, I think I know what to do. And I think I'm going to kill him. I'm on board with it, personally. Maybe we could maybe make a little heist out of it. It will make you feel better. Knock off one of his casinos and knock him off. Yes. He needs to pay for what he's done. Well, you can count me in. As I look to the rest of the group. Well, I thought you were just talking to Vidius. Like, you mm-hmm. were like, it was like a private conversation. So I didn't know if we were... I think it just... Hush, but I mean, we're all kind of Everyone had kind of walked kind of... into the mausoleum while he uh, was kneeling there. Yeah, we were yeah, all there. Himself. He yeah. just said it to me because I... Because he talked to me last night. Because like, I talked if you to need him. anything, I'll help you out. And I was like, okay. Cash it in the favor. We're going to kill him. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm up for some killing. Yes. Me as well. What I don't understand <clears throat> is what is the point of these catacombs? They house those that are dead. Well, <clears throat> my mother passed away. We spared her behind the Coliseum like some animal. As terrible as it is. Money buys you a certain level of decency. You don't need money for decency. I'm not saying that you do. I'm saying that how the world views money, you have it, the more people are gonna, the more people will make a big deal about the little things. I know. The world's twisted. All right, so what are you guys gonna do now? Well, you know, Ladros is just, he's just mad right now. He's just, he so just wants to go you, kill him. So are you headed? You can just head straight for the lines then if you want to. I think we should go about this in a subtle way. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I don't know this man. Well, he's a man of power, and he has others do his bidding for him. He'd be hard to reach, but I think you're right. Maybe, maybe we should take our time. He's not impossible to get to. What's everybody's passive perception? 11, 16, 12, 10. 10. Velasa, as you are talking, hear some movement sort of across the pathway near some of the, the tombs on the other side, as if some rocks had fallen or something. Like someone had moved them. Shh, shh, shh. Guys, do you hear that? Can we roll a perception check? Yep. Everybody now can roll a perception check. Those with, who are with exhaustion, please do it with disadvantage. Got a one. Nat 20. 16. Like six. Despite being distraught, Alondros, you, in your anger, are a little alert, and you, Adelpho, see it as well. You too, the loss as you turn your attention to where the sound came from, you see a figure, sort of, you can't really make out who or what it is, dart behind a tomb. But you get the idea that they were watching you. Is this somebody that we should be looking out for? I don't know. That could have potentially been... Multiple people. I mean, could it be possible that the lioness knew that, I mean, after sending a message with your father that they could know that you would eventually come here and send spies? Whatever it is, I don't like it. 
unsheathe my sword just in case. I suppose that it could be someone. It's a real tragedy that we left that one guy alive in that forest. Honestly. One of the men that was sent to rough you up ended up getting away. Chances are high they know that we're here. How far away was the wrestling? About 30 feet. Perfect. I'm going to shoot fairy fire. I'm going to say, you can't hide, coward. I'm going to shoot fairy fire in the general direction. Dex saving throw. They roll the 13. Perfect. 15. Nice. You see, they are behind cover, but you hear a voice. What? What the? What? What? And you recognize it, Theseus, to be Faustus's voice. You've been found out, Faustus. Get out here. Why are you following us? You see, there's a brief pause, and Captain Faustus <laughs> steps out from behind the mausoleum, dressed in a cloak, covering his Acroan armor. And he says, Well, I uh, planned to meet you at Alondros's house this morning, but uh, had seen you leaving, and I, I wasn't quite sure where you were going or what your purpose was, and I didn't want to intervene in any matters that you may be taking care of on a personal matter. And he looks at you, Alondros, and he says, So forgive my spying. I'm not the one to forgive your spying. This is not personal to me. I mean, I find it a bit odd. I'm not going to lie, but a little flattering, too. Honestly, you're just lucky that I didn't use another spell yeah, like, on you. Yeah, that's right, Fast. Destroy grief <laughs> or something. Death yeah. or kill. Finger of death. He, he, he looks kind of surprised. He goes, yes, uh, not, not one of my more uh, intelligent choices. But, and you see he leans in close to you guys. He says, we must be careful where we are seen and by whom. There are enemies everywhere. And as he looks around, he kind of looks at Triss. First off, I'm going to drop concentration on the spell. Okay. <laughs> he looks, he goes, thank you. The blue was a flattering color. Seems to match your eyes. My eyes. Uh, yeah, his eyes probably brown yeah, or something. Yeah, like. yeah he, he has, he has, he has a, a, just a black, you know, a very, very dark iris. And he just stares at you coldly with his one eye. <laughs> an eye patch covering the other one. Ha ha. Did you get my letter? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Good. Yes. yes. Good. We've been here for quite some time, Proteus and myself, and we are frankly done with our business here, but I've tried to think of every excuse for us to stay, hoping that you would make it here. And finally, you're here. <clears throat> and pray tell, where is the devil himself? He looks at you, Theseus, and he says, you know him. He is in some bar, schmoozing on some young woman somewhere. Last I f left him this morning, we... We're scheduled a tour of the university, but who knows if he actually went. You know how he is. Indeed. What is Triss doing? Sitting 10, 15 feet away, just sort of chilling. Alondros isn't in a stable place. And I know, let's he's do it. Playing. Come on, get the fire. let's send the fireworks <laughs> off, man. Let's start it off with the bay. Yeah, so honestly, Alondros is going to turn as you bring up Trish and all this, and he's going to kind of go up to her as threatening as he can. He's kind of a skinny, scholarly dude. Raise his voice and what do you know of my father's death? Roll an intimidation check. That can be with either charisma or strength, the way that we play it. Roll with advantage, because you got you got the heat of anger was, behind you. That's a 13. There's some fear that comes into her eyes for a split second, but she looks at everyone. She says, nothing, nothing. I'm going to put my hand out and it's gonna kind of glow blue and I'm going to say don't lie you see as you stick your hand out and it glows blue with tinges of red coming out from your anger she looks at it and she says really uh, nothing roll an inside check and anybody can roll an inside check because everybody's right there so yeah that's a 10 you're convinced that she had a hand in it I mean you're blind of yeah I got 14 yeah four <laughs> you're convinced too sounds good to me yeah I got 14. From what you can tell, Philosa and Adelphos, Adelphos, you don't know much of social interactions being the indentured servant that you were. However, you know body language because you fought many people. And in order to be a good fighter, you have to read body language well. You can tell by the way that she's sort of standing and acting that she's hiding something. 
but not necessarily outright lying. Velasa, same with you. You can tell that she may be concealing something, but she's not lying about this particular thing. She knows something. She's telling the truth to you, but I can tell she's hiding something. And then I'm going to cast the Zone of Truth. Okay. And I'm going to say, I said no more lies okay. as I do so. So she rolls a Charisma saving throw. Uh, she rolled a 14. Sweet tonight. I have she 15. Failed? Okay, so she failed. Perfect. It lasts for a minute, right? 10. 10 minutes, okay. So, feel free to ask questions. What are, what are you not telling us? You see, she looks around, being influenced by this magic. She says, I was hired to keep an eye on the Braille household. Why? Because they wanted to know what, if anything, was going on with you and this adventuring party. But who? A Leonin. Wench. You let her write to us, or to him, <laughs> as, I, as I go to draw my sword. You see she screams and backs up against the mausoleum. She has nowhere to go. She's at your mercy. I gotta step in. We need more information. Are you, right. are you just drawing your sword angry, or are you drawing your sword ready to strike her? Um, at this point, teetering on the edge, okay. I'm drawing my sword to threaten... Gotcha. But I am on the edge mentally, and so it could easily flip gotcha. too. So I'm not going to make you roll a, a roll to, to grapple or restrain Alondros, mm-hmm. Adelphos, but you do put your hand out mm-hmm. to sort of calm him down. What was this Leonin's name? I'm not sure. What did he look like? He was a, a Leonin. He maybe a younger Leonin dressed in the traditional tribal wear that they wear you you know you've seen them did he talk in a thick accent most of them do don't they yes that's true did he wear gold earrings with a scar on his left cheek no 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 uh he he didn't have any earrings but he did have a small scar over his left eye which you all know to be apto ah freaking apto Always getting hit on the left side of their face. What are they doing, those lines? Are they... Oh, wait, was that... Wait, 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 did Linus have a scar on the left side? Of his <laughs> she she said, oh, right eye, right eye, right eye. She, she said, said right. First time. I thought he said left. Whatever. I literally just... <laughs> okay, if it's so. left, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, um, yeah whatever, whatever side you said, it's on the opposite side. Okay. Oh, on his eye. How much did he pay you to watch us? And what are you, what are you watching for? <sighs> Nothing in particular. Just our movements. Well, just general information. I've been here since the since the the war ended. Since since everyone sailed home, most. You're essentially a scout. Well, no. I mean, I've lived in Melitus my whole life. Yes, but you're, you're an inside man. Specifically, been put war, in war an area to scout for us. So you're an inside person. Sure. I I don't know. I just he promised me three gold a week. I don't like her. That's cheap. That's, and you would know, Alondros, that that is far above what she's paid to be your mom's housemaid. Yeah, yeah, like that's, yeah. for like normal people, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. Good. Like, yeah. that's if you can make really one gold money. a week, like, you're yeah. doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He, he promised me three gold a week just to report back on, on things that happened here, and all I did was write about the, the, the <clears throat> presents and gifts that came to the house. Uh, when when your father or mother left and came back, and then, of course, I, I, I told him about your father being killed, and last night, of course, passed it on that you had returned. You already sent a message that we came back. Yes. He's... You've let him... He didn't seem threatening to me in any way. He was quite nice. And all it was was information. You don't know Apto like we do. Well, we, honestly, we don't even really know him either. <laughs> We don't even <laughs> really know if that's Hapto. It could be. Could be. Not name. You're pretty sure. It's, I mean, oh, okay. he, he okay. said it. He said it was. Did he look like okay. this? <laughs> <laughs> you change yourself yes. to look like Hapto? <laughs> yeah. She. Oh, huh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, and I, I, uh, I forget, and I just drop back to my normal. I just forget. I don't go back to a human. I'm just Triton all of a sudden. You see, when you go back to Triton, her eyes widen. She goes, I, 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 rec- I recognize you. You you are the man. He's the man on the wanted posters. The Triton right there. 
What wanted posters? <clears throat> They're all around the city, down at the docks. I can't read. You're traveling so. with a murderer. I think That's you have the wrong individual. We are heroes of the war, not murderers. We are, we are you, in the military. Have you lost your marbles? Are you... I, I promise you, I, I saw the wanted poster not two days ago. Wanted for the murder of Vicius? Vidrius? Something. Wanted for murdering another Triton by the name of a V. I'm not quite sure. Vidius. Yes, that's the one. Wanted for the murder of Vidius. That's who I am, though. So this is so he clearly a... murdered himself? This is clearly a misunderstanding. I can, sh- I can show you a poster. It's not that difficult. We just need to go back to Metaltis. So, Vidius, what... In... I mean, just amuse me, but what would be the point of murdering a man and then assuming his name, if that's what you did? Probably be in a really bad spot if you had to do something like that. Mm. Look, as far as I'm concerned, you, as I point to the Trish, 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 are the only murderer in our midst. I didn't murder anybody. You led the men to my father. What are you talking about? Your father. I've only passed information. And that information cost him his life. I hope that his blood was worth three gold. And I'm going to throw my sword down and storm off. Okay. And that's where we'll end this session. Very nice. All right, so... I have to um, kill her. Thank you. uh, The whole whole time, I was like... Hold oh on, we'll save it. We'll save it for behind the screen. We'll, oh save it. we'll save it for behind the screen. We'll save it for behind the screen. Recommend us if you like us. And we Be will good people. See you next week. We love you. Bye. Be kind. Bye. Do you love everything D&D? Be sure to subscribe to our TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for updates. We're also on Patreon, and for only two bucks a month, you can get loads of exclusive content, including our after show. Thanks, and as always, we'll catch you next week on PG D&D.